Welcome to our Through the Bible study here on Bible In-Depth Network with Alex. In our study, we look at the context of Scripture and how it applies to our daily lives. We also believe that there's no limitation to the revelation of the Word God. Let's study together today. Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice. We shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for a time of the study of the Word of God. And uh, we thank God for you. We thank God for what He's done in your life. And uh, here we study the Bible. We aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we've done the Old Testament. Now we started on the New Testament. And today, I want us to continue with the study of the book of Matthew. And uh, we have we are on chapter 8. I don't know for the what time I'm going to say that we shall complete it. Uh, but today we hope we shall complete chapter 8 again by the grace of God. And uh, um, we, uh, we stopped on verse 27 last time. And we want to continue today with verse 28 of Matthew chapter 8. And it starts by saying, When he came to the other side into the country of Gadarens, two men were demon-possessed. Two men who were demon-possessed met him as they were coming out of the tombs. They were so extremely violent that no one could pass by that way. We're being told about Jesus' ministry. Yeah, Of course, the ministry of Jesus was mostly largely confined in Israel, yeah, in the land of Israel, specifically for the land of, of Israel. Because as we read and see, he comes out and tells you that I've come specifically for you, the Jews. So much of his ministry was confined to the region of Israel, to the areas of Israel. However, in this case of the two demon-possessed men that are being talked about here, this was outside the boundaries of Israel. This took place outside the boundaries of Israel. And this region we are told of is the region of Gadarens, yeah, as we are being informed here. This region was situated on the east side of the Sea of Galilee, and uh, this territory was known or referred to as the Decapolis. We've talked about this before. Yeah, the Decapolis was mostly a Gentile region, and uh, it's a place that you had most Gentiles live. When you're talking Gentiles in this season, because they are in the Roman times, yeah, at this time when Jesus is present, but just before that, they had the Greeks. So you had so many Greeks in that region. You had so many people of other um, nationalities, if I may call it that, that were living in that region. And it was known as the Decapolis. So this is where Jesus is going. And uh, given, the, I know you, you know part of this story, and that's why we are going to see what comes on later on yeah, uh, in this place. And that is why if it is a gentle region, you'll expect to find pigs. Because later on in the story, as we will read, you shall see the presence of pigs. This is because the region it was in was not in the confines of Israel. This was not in the place of Israel. Israel and pigs were not connecting. 
they did not connect straight from the law. They were told that is not a, a ground you tread with. So the gatherings is a gentle region. That's why you find presence of pigs, as we shall read on later on in this story. But Jesus is going out and is going to a place that is not typically Israelite. It is a place that has Gentiles. And this reminds us that if the church is going to fulfill that great commission that we've been told about, if the church is going to preach like we've been told about, if the church is going to influence like we've been told to do in the scripture, if the church is going to go out and be the light that is going to shine in this world like we've been asked and told by Christ, then we need to put aside all feelings. They may be tribal feelings, they may be nationalistic feelings, they may be racial feelings and states, and we will need to start to go out, to go to places. The people who cannot preach to a certain people because probably feel they do not deserve it or they because they are not of their race. But Jesus is not like that. He will go to the Decapolis, even if it is a region that has the Gentiles. And here in this place where Jesus goes, we see people or men that have been captured by demons. Demons had isolated these men from the society. They had reduced them from the state of humanity and they had given them some supernatural strength and they had made them so violent that people could not even pass that way as we are being told. That they were so violent that nobody could pass that way. Demons always look for a person or a, a place because by the demons can possess even places. They, can, they look for where to dwell. They look for how to act because they cannot act without a source. That's why we have got to be very careful with how we live our lives because it's very easy for you to become a source that you're used, a vessel, if I may use that. It, it might come out better. They look for a vessel and they found these two men. I do not know the history of these men. I don't know what these men were doing earlier on because we are not told. We do not know how they ended up being the center and source of demons that the entire country knows. Those two men are the ones who hold the demons of the greatest margin. That they cannot even pass by that place. They cannot be they cannot go through the land where they are. And whatever they did or whatever caused this is something that we pray that the Lord protects you from. That you should not be a place where the demons try to even come and center. May God always put his hedge around us that we are secure from the attacks of the enemy, that we are secure from the evil attacks, that we are so secure and we are not a point where there is an assembly of evil, an assembly of the demonic world. And that is what we pray from the Lord upon our lives. And he will do it. But these men, was so demon-possessed and they are coming out of tombs. They are coming out from the places of the dead. That's where they, they, they used to sit. That's where they used to go. That's where they used to chill from. And they are coming out. This shows you the margin of evil. They could have spirits of the dead. They could have all sorts of spirits 
upon them. And they were so violent. For anybody who has experienced uh, deliverance service or you've prayed for somebody who has been possessed by demons, you know how much strength can come upon those people. And uh, you don't even have much you can do. Yeah, When you are praying for them in your own strength, you do not do anything. It is the spiritual that fights and overcomes because they are so violent. They have so much strength. And because of that, people could not pass that way. Because you pass there, you're beaten up by the demoniacs. You pass there, you're going to find a position that you will not be able to handle. So, Jesus, this is the region Jesus is going to pass through. And Jesus is not concerned about whether the entire country cannot pass by that place. Because with him, with the strength he has, with the authority he has, he has no boundaries, he has no limitations. Christ does not have limitation. It doesn't matter whether the place has been sealed off, that nobody should pass there because of the demoniacs. With Christ, it is possible because he has authority over everything. And it doesn't matter in your life, things that seem to be sealed off because people fear, because they're filled with, 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 that, with that fear of evil and demons. God, with, with Christ in your life, you've got the power. You've got the authority to overcome evil. You've got authority to go and trade places that people do not expect and people fear. You've got the authority because Christ has given that to you to go to the places that have been marked off as impossible, to go to positions that have been marked off as impossible. There are positions where they say you cannot get that job because it, there is a force that rules it. There are specific people who are considered when it comes to that job. But Christ, with Christ, there is no boundary. With Christ, you can go to places that appear like they are not supposed to be in your docket of access. Because with Christ, there is authority. And Christ does not fear to pass through that gathering's town and country. Because he does not fear to pass through that region where there are men so violent. Because with the power that he has, there is not a thing they can do to him. They cannot say anything. They cannot attack him. They cannot, bring in, they cannot throw stones at him like they were doing to the others. Because he is Christ. He is the authority. He's got the power. And that's the Christ that we have. That's the Christ that we move with. That is the Christ that we exhibit. That's the Christ, the Jesus that we preach. He's got power. He's got power over disease. That disease that is extremely violent. Hmm? Now they're saying it shall not go. Christ has the power over it. He's got the power over that person that is extremely violent. And everybody fears, and everybody says we shall not, uh, we cannot approach them because, and and you end up missing what is yours because you fear. With Christ, you've got authority, you've got the power, you can access. He's got authority over age and everything. Doesn't matter. He says, "I'll pass by the gatherings. I'll pass by that town." And if people always say they see, I imagine those who saw him. And his disciples going in that direction. They might have said, what is wrong with those people? Do they know what they are going to experience? Do they know the men they are going to find there? 
Do they know how violent those men are? They are going to wrap them up and beat them up. And there may be people who are seeing you headed to a direction. But you, you trust your God. You trust the Christ that you serve. You trust the Jesus that you serve. And you determine and you've got the faith and say, we are going this direction. It doesn't matter how many people are going to speak. It doesn't matter how many people are going to come out and say words of all nature and of all sorts against the decision you're making. But if it's godly and you are heading in that direction, fear not for Christ is with you. Fear not for God is with you and he will lead you and he'll walk you through the fire. He'll walk you through the darkness. He'll walk you through the tricky position, place and those that have been rendered impossible. That is where God loves because he, he will walk you through that. Now, when they reach that place and these demoniacs are coming out of the tombs filled with all evil, filled with a new set of demons that has been piled upon them because they've just come out of the dead trying to uh, get more upon them, they see Jesus and they cry out to him and say, Verse 29, what business do we have with each other? Listen, son of God. Yeah, they are asking, what business do we have with each other? And they acknowledge him. They know that this is a son of God. And say, what business do we have with each other, son of God? They recognize him. Demons recognize him. Demons recognize the power of Christ. When they see, they know. That's why you've got to fill yourself always with that power of Christ, with that presence of God. Because when you get into positions and places that are filled with evil, they will recognize that right here is a man of God. Right here is a man and a woman who possesses the spiritual strength, who possesses the anointing, who possesses the power. And we do not mess up here because there is the presence of God right in our midst. And that's what these, these demons do. They say, what business do we have with each other? Son of God, you come here. Have you come here? They ask him. Have you come here to torment us before the time? Because they know there is their time. There is a time where they've got to pay. May I not get into the history of uh, where they come from and how they started and how this entire business of demons comes into play. Uh, but the books that I've mentioned here before, where you can find that information. And the, the, there is a time that is set for them to be destroyed. There is a time for them, for their punishment. It has not yet come at this point when they are speaking, but it is coming where all evil shall be destroyed and you will not find a trace of it. Hmm? And the prayer is that we are not destroyed among them because when that time comes to destroy evil, even those who practice iniquity, even those who go out and do uh, funny things and end up in sin and do all these acts that don't bring glory to God, perish with them. They perish and they are tormented in the time where these demons will be tormented. So they are asking. It is not the men speaking. Men, the men, these two men are vessels that are speaking the thoughts of the demons. Demons have the ability to speak, but they speak through 
men. And that's why you do not make yourself a vessel of evil to start speaking that which is brought out of your mouth by the demons. They are speaking. They are speaking through men. And this we've seen. We've experienced. For those who've been in in prayer sessions, you've seen these demons speak. They speak through people. That's what they do uh, through these two men. Now, what happens? There was a herd of many swine feeding at a distance from them because the, 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 the owners of these swine or these pigs could not also dare put them close to these men. At a distance, there was a distance. It wasn't close. Hmm? There was a distance, and we were, we were told about that. There were a herd of many swine feeding at the distance. Remember, we said the reason you're finding swine in this place because it is a Gentile region. It is a Decapolis, a place where you find the Gentiles. In Israel, they do not have herds of swine because that's not, according to their law, they do not have this. They are not supposed to have this in that region. So, where Jesus is right now is a Gentile region. That's where you find pigs. So, don't go out uh, getting confused and saying, I thought uh, when it came to uh, the law, they were told that they should not have uh, pigs. What were they doing in there, in this region? No, this is a Gentile region where Jesus had gone. And at a distance from them, the swine are there. They are feeding. Hmm? The demons began to entreat him. Who? Jesus. Saying, If you are going to cast us out, send us into the herd of swine. Listen here carefully. First of all, they know that when Jesus comes, it is time for us to leave. They are sure that since Jesus has come, they cannot sit on these two men anymore. They know. Jesus has not even mentioned anything that is going to cast them out. But they know it, that when Jesus is there, there is no room for them to remain. They know it. These demons know it, that if Jesus is here, we do not have a vessel anymore. When Jesus has come, there is no room for the enemy unless you let him remain there. Unless you, ref- you refuse to be set free. Unless you refuse to be delivered. Because there are people who, who want to keep certain things with them. But these demons know that in the presence of Jesus, with Jesus in this place, since he is here, it's time for us to leave. He's not going to leave us. Jesus came for the people. Jesus is interested in the people. And this, by the way, brings it even clearer that these two men were not Israelites. They were Gentiles as well. Because they're in the Decapolis. And the demons know that Jesus has interest in everybody. It doesn't matter whether they are only Jews. Even the Gentiles, he has interest. So they know that he is going to set these Gentiles free. He's going to cast us out. When Jesus comes, all demons flee. When Jesus comes, all attacks flee. Bad dreams flee. Attacks from the enemy flee. Witchcraft flees. Everything that does not stand as per principle of Christ flees. And they know it. And they have not been told that they're going to be cast out. But they know that the one that is standing right there 
does not want to see anybody in bondage. Jesus is not interested in seeing you in bondage. He has no interest in seeing you in captivity. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be free. He wants you to move with freedom, with liberty. That's what Jesus wants for you. And that's what he wanted for these two men. And the demons knew it. And they gave him an option. They said, if you're going to send us out, you cast us out, but send us to that herd of swine. It's very important where you position yourself. Even if they were at a distance, they positioned themselves in the place where trouble is. Be very careful where you position yourself. Be very careful in the places you hang out. Be very careful because when some things are happening, when the enemy is finding the new vessel to go to or places where to sit and dwell, he looks close. And if he finds you or sees you at a distance, there you come. And we, we have a problem as Christians because we end up saying, no, it's okay, it doesn't matter, I can go out and hang and chill and be in this place because it's, it is full with, it has life, it has vibe, we love that word, it has vibe. But then vibe that is evil and demonic and attracts demons. When the demons are in, are in that place of vibe, they will look around and whoever they find at the distance or whoever they see at the distance, they will say, let us get into that one. That's what they did with the swine. They say, we need position and it is in, it is in those pigs. Just send us there. And what does Jesus say? Verse 32. He said to them, Go. He just said one word. He said, Go. And they came out and went into the swine. And the whole herd rushed into down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the waters. Jesus just said, Go. By one word, you can be set free. By one word, you can be delivered. Just one word. Go. And Jesus can set you free by a word. And I pronounce that upon your life. In the name of Jesus. If you've been attacked by evil. If you've been attacked by demons. If you've, you are a vessel that demons have come and are seated upon you. I command them to go. In the name of Jesus. Be set free. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, for him, the lives of these two men were more valuable to him than the lives, if they are lives actually, of the pigs. Jesus was more interested in these two men than thousands and thousands of pigs because his grace is abundant. When Jesus is saving, he does not hold back. Hmm? When he's healing, he does not hold back. He values, God values human life above any material position. And we as the disciples of Christ, we should learn that. We need to value people. We need to do whatever it takes to deliver them from bondage. We need to be able to help people out of trouble. It doesn't matter how much has to go. It should go. But people have to be saved. It doesn't matter how many pigs were in that place. Even if there were a thousand pigs there. These two men were much more important, 
were much more valuable than a thousand pigs. So Jesus says, get into the pigs. It doesn't matter what happens to them. Of course, with the position and how heavy these demons were, when they get into the pigs, there's no way the pigs can remain alive. They just have to run into the water and die. Of course, there's a lot of discussion concerning pigs and why they rushed into the water and how they died and whether you should eat them or not. That's a discussion of another day. But here, Jesus brings a clear picture for us. The material possessions don't matter when it comes to people. And there are times where we take people for granted for matters of material possession. We hurt people because of material possession. We kill people because of material possession. We let people suffer because we want to have that which is theirs materially. We will do, betray, do everything just so that we have material possession at the cost of the life of others. With Jesus, that's not the case. Jesus is interested in you. Even if you have nothing, for him is interested in you. He's not like men are. He has deep interest in you and concern over your life. That even if it means everything being lost, that you're saved, he will do that. By the time he did that, and to give you a clear picture how he did it, he lost his own life for you and me. He decided to be killed on the cross by the will of the Father. He was crucified and he died for you. That's how much Jesus... So, if he's willing to die for your life, pigs are nothing. He will send the demons there and the pigs go rushing down into the water and they die. And the herdsmen ran away and they went to the city and reported everything. They gave the detail of everything. This is how it happened. This is how the man came. This is how he spoke. This is what... Because I think they, they, they saw all this happening at the distance. And all they saw next was their herd running into the water. And they also spoke about what happened to the demoniacs because eventually they are seeing men who were threatening the entire town walking as normal men. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they implored him to leave their region. It's interesting how Jesus comes to set free and his power, his authority is pushed away. These men had a problem of two demoniacs, had a problem of demons seated in their land. But they were much more concerned about the swine. They're like, if he's going to make us lose business, then we had rather have him out of this place. We do not want a man who is going to make us lose our property. They implored him, they begged him and said, Sir, we see the authority you have. We see what you've done for these two men. We see for the greatness you have, the power you have. We see that demons obey. They even hear you and they even fear you. But we ask you, please leave this place. There are people where God has extended his grace. God has extended his hand. God is extending his love towards you, but you push it away. When he brings it close, you push it away. You're like, ah, 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 ah. let God be far from me. There are people who always say that, no, we cannot be Christians because there is too much, there is so much demand that is upon the Christians. There is so much that is demanded that we do not want to come close, let God be far. When I come close to Jesus, I will lose my fun. When I come close to Jesus, I will lose my life. I will lose the vibe. 
I will lose the, the, the friends I have. But that's what Jesus does. When he comes into your life, he takes away those things that don't matter and he leaves you with that which matters and that is eternal life. That's what he did for these men. He left them with life. But the people of the town said, no, go. We don't want you here. And it's absurd when people push away the grace of Christ, that, that which he brings, when they push away the love that he brings. But that should not be you. When Jesus extends his hand to you, reach your hand and touch him, that he may help you. Father, we thank you for your word today. We pray that you bless us, that you prosper us, and that you do great things in our lives. Save somebody today, heal somebody today. Let somebody who has been captured be set free. In the mighty name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our study today. We believe that the world of God is alive and new each day. Open your heart and let God speak to you. You can also access our teachings through our Podbean channel or reach us through our website, BibleInDepth.com. 